This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania. Springtime is here and that means it is time to start thinking about getting your yard looking its best. Do you really want to be in your yard all weekend digging things up and planting something new? Wouldn't you rather spend time with your family by the pool or doing fun things with the kids this summer? Instead of cutting the grass, let the professionals at Keller's handle the hard stuff. They are family-owned and operated and looking forward to assisting you. Visit them on their social media page for more information. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. And we're live. Gentlemen. Got it. From hey. How you guys doing? Yeah, good, man. Really good. good. Really good. Thanks for having us, Tony. Guys in Capital Theater from New Zealand. Absolutely. Yeah. We, you, uh, you, you might be my, my furthest away guest. But with, <laughs> with the, uh, the internet, we're in the same room, which is awesome. It's so good. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's Thank God for the internet, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's caused a lot of good. Some people say it's caused a lot of harm, but I think in general it's good. It's brought the world closer together. Information's a lot quicker, you know. So, it's, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. I always say that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you I, would be of generation that would remember not having the internet on your phone, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I had internet in my home when I was, was 95. So I was like 13 or so, 13, 14. That was a big deal, right? And first time you get like a connection. Did you have oh, like yeah. a online? Uh, oh yeah, dial? yeah. The, the whole beeping and squealing and. You know, it's yeah. also, you know the the Get Back Beatles docker. I was watching a bit more of that. You gotta you gotta pace yourself on that. But the cool thing is, <laughs> the cool thing about it though is, you see them. They're all sitting around and they're like waiting for John Lennon to turn up. You know, he gets it midday. But so they're literally just sitting around in a group drinking cups of tea. And, and the, the, the thing is, you don't see anyone occupied with anything else other than the conversation or maybe someone's reading a book or something. Or a paper. Yeah, 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 a paper. But it is, it's such a stark reminder that, yeah, back then they had, they had each other. We and, were more present. And, and they're trying to call John Lennon and his phone's engaged. Like, <laughs> he's constantly engaged, so he's got it off the hook. How cool would that be? I'm off just, the grid. Just, just put it off. Thing off. I mean, wish you could take this thing off. The you know, there's this amazing feature called Do Not Disturb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's hard not to, though. I mean, like, like, I'm glued to my phone, whether it's for work or for, you know, helping to promote this and things like that. It's just, it's so hard to, to put it down. And it's a, it's a real shame. I'm, you know, I'm of the age, uh, and, and I already kind of alluded to that, but, you know, we um, went outside, rode our bikes till it got dark out and went home. Yeah. And if we, if we weren't home, we weren't home. It was great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and you always made it back. Pretty safe. Always made it back. I'm still here to this day. Yep. No cons about the missing kids. But I mean, imagine if we went through, you know, a worldwide pandemic without the internet. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I did a lot of shopping from my phone. A lot of, you know, I don't think people would 
is scared, you know. I, I think it would have been, uh, well, maybe more propaganda could have come out. You never know. Because your only source of truth would have been the newspapers, right, at mm. the time. So you'd just believe whatever the newspaper read. Mm. Uh, and you can't probably, trust that. No, no. And there probably wouldn't be, like, two polar opposite kind of viewpoints on the news. I wouldn't no, imagine. No. Yeah. It's much easier for, for information to obviously get shared, either, you know, and good information and bad information. So, mm. yeah, you've got to be wary of the sources that you're consuming. I mean, internet. this might be a Zen question, but if there was no internet, would the pandemic exist? Ooh. Right? What if we didn't know about it? Yeah. yeah. We were just like, oh, I got a cold. I got a and I got again. better. Sweet. Yeah. Well, you mentioned good information and bad information. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Will Smith versus Chris Rock? Real or fake? Oh, it looked uh, like a punch more than a um, slap. Uh, yeah. my, my observation on that is if it was um, orchestrated, I think it's 10 times, 20 times worse of, a, of a, an examination of celebrity culture than if it was genuinely Will Smith getting emotional and, and hitting someone. That's still not condonable. But if it was orchestrated for attention... I think that's really sad. Oh, do you think that there's this theory that it was scripted? Potentially. I, I mean, my really? thing on it is, if anyone said that, and I was that pissed off, not that what he said was, you know, I didn't really listen to that, but if you got worked up enough to walk up onto a stage, you're going to punch someone in the face rather than slap them, right? Oh, it, it sounded more like a punch. It, it was, was definitely a slap. slap. It was definitely a slap. A slap. I, I, heard a, I heard it like a... Nice... Floor stamp, man. What I hate the most about this, and I suppose, like, if we if we talk about like uh, what happens out in the zeitgeist, the fact that the internet Where, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, where's that? That is everywhere. Okay, it, is, cool. it, is, it is everywhere. It's what what is kind of popular culture, or what is the flavor of popular culture at the time? And I think we have gone as musicians, we've gone through a very tough time of of understanding, you know what happened to Taylor Hawkins and really absorbing that and, and having that filtered through. And then all of a sudden, the next day, the internet's awash with this stupid act. And here we are talking about this stupid act. And I've, I just really don't like that. With, with Even with what's going on in, in Russia, obviously, like there's so many more important things to be talking about than the, the, the stupid act from the celebrity um, who couldn't control his temper. Um, and then also just bad comedy as well. It wasn't even a good joke. So you've got... Bad, bad comedy, bad celebrity behavior, and distraction from fucking great music like ours. Yeah. <laughs> and then on topic, you've got three men in black. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's got uh, dark sunglasses on. Yeah. 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 There you go. I don't know. Conspiracy. I don't know if, I don't <laughs> know if we want to stay on this. Uh, well, actually, well, we'll segue to the Matrix. I just. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, read this declassified CIA CIA document from like 1983. It's been out a few years now, um, and it's about uh, how you can like meditate and uh, and go to different worlds. And it's called remote viewing, and it's where uh, the Americans were thinking about um, getting the army involved to basically deconstruct nuclear weapons, spy on the enemies, and uh, yeah, it's apparently it's kind of scientifically proven that one can uh, deeply meditate. Uh, and kind of self-hypnotize themselves to go into other dimensions. And so I've been practicing that. Um, had some trippy dreams, but yeah, I don't think I've quite reached the other dimension yet. So was this, was this a segue from a conversation we were having? Or is this, is this how you... Is in, this my, how you in my dimension. <laughs> you're in a different I, dimension. I, it was working, yeah. You're going yeah. over to John Lewis of Pennsylvania. No, but, is okay. that what you're trying to do? I was, yeah. No, but back to Will Smith. Why the hell... 
did he laugh at the joke? Ben hit him. Yeah. yeah. If you look at that, he looked genuinely pretty. He got, you know. What do you back. reckon? Uh, initially, I I was on the side of this is fake. It's planned. Um, these networks need all the attention they can get. The Oscars had terrible ratings. You know, it's what a simple supply and demand. How do we? How do we uh, get demand for the attention for the Oscars? We create the supply of drama, right? Oh, and yeah. I was for days. I mean, I, I posted a comment on Facebook and um, I had, you know, almost 100 comments uh, back and forth with people, you know, saying I was wrong and how dare I. Or, and I'm just like, I just thought it was fake, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I mean, it, as people are apologizing and things like that, it's like, man, if this is fake. I mean, they're really, they're really going with this story. So it's like, maybe yeah. it wasn't fake. I, I don't know. I think the I think the normal conventions of law should have prevailed in this instance. So I think that Chris Rock should have pressed charges for being assaulted um, because I think precedents that get sent, set in these kinds of scenarios are, are, are very kind of global reaching. For example, now is it is it fair game for anyone that gets offended by a comedian um, live on stage to go up and slap them? Yeah, there should be consequences. You can't mm. just go hitting people. Well, that's what I that's what I thought. I was like. He's not even being removed. I mean, like, what's going on here? You you can't yeah, go around just doing. You get canceled. Yeah. Canceled for doing you, anything. You, but you can go out, and like right? punish someone and be like, yeah. oh yeah. It seems it seems yeah. The, the information around it seems odd, you know. And and his reaction to it, like, I don't know anyone that would just and be like, nothing happened almost. Mm. You yeah, know, maybe it was just shock. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shock. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, enough about that. Anyway, I mean, we about the new album, the slap. <laughs> we're we're here to discuss better things than that, more important things, and that is the band Capital Theater. Like I said, from New Zealand. Uh, thank you for doing this. Thanks for joining me. Um, I talked to a lot of musicians, and uh, it's really always it's. I, I focus a lot on you know my my little area in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've had the pleasure of talking to guys from Breaking Benjamin and Tantric. Um, I talked to the lead singer from the Verve Pipe, uh, Tiger's Jaw. I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of those, but so I, I do get an opportunity to talk to you know bigger artists and who have a, a bigger reach, and it's always really enjoyable. So um, thank you for doing this. Um, it always helps, kind of. Uh, not I don't want to say validate, but legitimize you know what I'm trying to do, and you know having you know artists with a bigger reach kind of bring ex- exposure to the smaller guys too. So it's, it's really a great thing. So long story short, thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, yeah. It's our pleasure. But um, I was just introduced to you guys. Um, I talked to your publicist um, who happens to be the same one as the Verve Pipe. That's why I got hooked up with you guys. Um, and the minute I started listening to your music, I was hooked. Uh, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because you're looking at me, I'm looking at you. I mean, it's just really great stuff. Um, so if you can, just please talk to me about you know who Capital Theater is, and all that kind of good stuff. Sure, man. Um, so Capital Theater is uh, three three really really good friends from Auckland, New Zealand, where we base ourselves. That's us three, actually. Yeah. Us. yeah. Um, and uh, we were formed uh, as a uh, covers band um, in the kind of you know late two thousands, and um, and there we we kind of basically um, started our own kind of families and. Uh, basically had other jobs that we were focusing on so the music was just kind of a more of a part-time gig um and then 2019 um we as friends decided that you know we're only on earth for a short while and so let's do something 
and make it count. And so we set about deciding to create this band and write really, really good songs. And I think what what happened was with all our years playing covers of um, songs from you know from the fifties all the way to the current, we kind of got an intuitive sense of good songwriting, songs that long, uh, last long, songs that um, affect people from all generations of life. And so I think we utilize all that ten years of honing the covers scene uh, into writing some some really good music. And so so that was two thousand nineteen, and so that was when we did the writing. I hadn't performed. 2020, we head over to the States. We were really fortunate enough to um, land a great producer, Mike Plink, because we were like, okay, if we want to do this correctly, uh, we need an iconic producer who's done some great records. And so we had a short list of three guys. Um, it was really hard to get their attention, being an unknown band at the time from New Zealand with, with you know no track record. Um, but we finally got hold of Mike Plink, and Mike is famous for doing... Um, uh, for doing the Appetite for Destruction record and for doing Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. And we really, you know, rated the audio quality of that those records. So um, we finally got hold of him. He listened to the demo and then he was hooked. He was like, okay, I see where you guys are at. Um, I like where you're going um, with your debut album, which is called A Hero's Journey. Um, and it's a, it's a concept album. Uh, it's 10 tracks and it, it's, it follows the archetype of... Um, uh, a hero, um, which was made famous by a guy called Joseph Campbell, and he uh, he was kind of influential. Um, he was a big influence on like Spielberg for writing Star Wars, and uh, a whole bunch of other great writers follow this kind of archetype. Um, George Lucas also did Star Wars. Oh, what did I say? Spielberg. Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So then we yeah. So we went up to the states in 2020. Um, this was like March. We started recording one week album into it. Um, we're in Slash's studio doing some guitar overdubs and then like the world shuts down and we're like, holy crap. And um, all our like wives are like, hey, come back to New Zealand. We're in a pandemic. We're slightly in denial. Um, but obviously it, it was a real thing at the time. So we had to fly back. So since then, we've been kind of holed up in New Zealand, like super restrictive, like policies. Roy's got a new dad and he's calling. <laughs> dad new. Why have you got a new dad? It's his new phone number. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so for basically for the last two years, we, we finished recording the album um, remotely. So we had we, we hired, hired a studio here, which is owned by a guy called Neil Finn, who um, he's like the guitarist of Fleetwood Mac, and he's been a band called Crowded House. And uh, so we, we recorded from his studio here, and we had Mike on Zoom, um, and which you know that that represented some challenges, but we we managed to get it done. Um, and then so yeah, so the album was just released. Uh, sorry, the album was completed in 2021. Um, and since then, yeah, we've, 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 we've had the odd, like, uh, setback in New Zealand because, as I said, with the super restrictive quarantine measures, like, no one's been allowed to fly in or out of the country without, like, being in a quarantine camp for, like, 14 days. And it's just, it's been a struggle to be a band uh, anywhere during COVID, but uh, New Zealand's been very restrictive. So, um, so we did our best to, to make do with the situation and we just focused all our efforts on um, marketing and, and, and growing great content and making good music videos. Um, so that brings us to this point where our latest release, Delicately Poised, has um, been out just uh, just for four weeks now, and it's going really well. It was the most added um, uh, song to alternative radio in the US last week. Um, it's well over two two and a half million uh, streams on YouTube, and um, it's yeah the, the sixth most played rock song in New Zealand at the moment. And yeah, it's just it's starting to really build, which is so cool because it's. At times, it's been really tough for the last two years. Ever thinking mm. is, is there a way out of this? Are we mm. actually going to achieve what we set out to do back in 2019? Um, and now we've yeah we're, we're heading over to the states 
uh, the 20th of May, which is our first time being overseas, and I can't wait to get back there. And um, we're going to go right right into album two. But could you tell us about Capital Theatre, though? <laughs> <laughs> and why why we call the band Capital Theatre? You ask. Uh, it's yes. Interesting. Um, <laughs> we wanted to teach the Americans how to spell theatre correctly. Right. That was theater. that was our mission. And capital, so yeah. Um, no, it's yeah. So look, that's a, that's a bit about the band and what we've been through. But at the end of the day, we're just three um, really good guys, great guys. You really love us. Um, I, th- I think you're the best. I think you're the best. Thank you. The Thanks. best I've met on the internet. Oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just we've got pretty high expectations of ourselves and and then what we're going to do over the next. You know, these roaring 20s that we live in. Mm. <laughs> so the album's not out yet, correct? Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, I didn't complete that sentence. It's coming out 24th of June. So, oh, you're yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, it's, all, it's all finally ready to go 24th of June. So pretty exciting. It seems like it all happened very fast. And as yeah. fast as it happened, it came to almost a screeching halt because of the pandemic. Like, right. not only did you tell the story quickly, uh, it just seems like it happened very fast. Like, oh yeah, yeah. we were we were playing covers, and one day we're like, okay, let's play, let's make some of our own stuff, yeah. and yeah. you know, we're in the studio with these producers, and we're doing this, we're doing that, videos. Here we go, and now know, we're right? we're coming to the states, and our first stop is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. I know it's crazy. Well, Roy spoke. Uh, sorry, Paul spoke to his alien friends and manifested a whole bunch of stuff for us. So the, the roadmap has been relatively clear cut you know um i've been meditating a lot on that cia document we're we're very committed we're very committed and focused and um and i think so the the one thing that we didn't know uh when we were writing demos and all this but when you had an idea that the songwriting was good but it needed to get validated and then once mike clink kind of took a listen and got involved and you know validated the music for us the music has been the thing opening the doors thereafter um and you know you can you can be as clever as you want with advertising and, and things like that, but the music has to resonate with people and connect. And, and that's that's the stuff that's happening. Everyone that's picking it up is liking it and enjoying what we're, you know, our take on rock music. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's easy, easy to listen to. Um, melodic, all the good stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I also noticed it's, um, I don't want to say it's piano heavy, but there's definitely an influence of piano in that. And I don't get into a lot of... Um, rock music that incorporates piano so it's it was kind of like a almost like a refreshing thing to hear mm, thank mm. you thank you i appreciate that and it really mm. helped shape the writing too you know like you spend your life on a guitar and you know you pick up a you know pick up your a, piano. you don't pick the piano up but yeah you sit down you did the other day well, yeah we like, did yeah but um yeah definitely i mean just the 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 body of the sound that you get out of those chords you know recreating that on a guitar it's a different vibe so it really helped kind of channel our songwriting and yeah we love it oh here's a here's this is how you pick up a piano do we have a piano is well, this what the album was written on yeah yeah, yeah. beautiful um I, I, that that looks like it matches the um kind of the uh, outfit that you were wearing in the the, the video for delicately we, poised we grand, yes it does grand plans it for that we've got a bunch of it does match the yeah. The, yeah, the clown, clown show, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. That's why we did it. Um, I was going to say, oh yeah, the, the piano thing was interesting because, yeah, again, I picked up a piano, started playing it <laughs> when we when we started writing, and I and I wasn't, you know, I'm a, not a 
traditionally, you know, trained piano pianist or anything. And I was kind of getting to know the instrument a whole lot better. Which, when you're in that discovery mode, things are sounding like you're getting into different keys and uh, chord progressions than you would, uh, you know, on the same stuff that you might do on the on the fretboard. So I think that that was really cool for us because mm. we just accessed, um, yeah, a bunch of different styles and and, and movements. Mm. Yeah, and it gives it a nice texture. And thank you for the compliment. You're right. You don't hear it a lot these days, and um, I think that was another reason why Mike liked it. Um, mm. Was it just gives it a warmth or texture or something that's mm. not that prevalent in modern yeah, rock. It gives it an honesty, you know? Quite well. Yes. It gives honesty. it an honesty. Um, you can't argue with a piano. I don't know. Oh, I have one. How'd it go? He won. <laughs> Where are you guys at now? The studio? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we could, we could lift up the screen and show you. That you could pick up. There you go. So that's... Wow. that's so the piano in the middle, and then we've got some congas, the electronic drum kit to your sides, and guitars on the wall, some pictures of some famous rock artists that um, our friend Robert M. Knight, uh, he, he took those photos, and um, he lives in New Zealand at the moment, actually. And, uh, and there you go, there's the studio tour. Very cool. Anyone, anyone listening on Spotify or anywhere else, make sure you hop over to YouTube and, and check out these handsome men with their, their beautiful studio. Oh. Stop it. Am I turning red or is that you? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's cool. What's the scene like in uh, New Zealand? I know, like, I mean, let's talk about before um, yep. the pandemic and obviously during, because, like, I heard things uh, about, you know, the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. And, but, you know, fortunately for, for me, where I am in the States, like, we're not, um, you know, things are pretty, uh, pretty flowing. So uh, I'm curious to hear about what your lives were prior to the pandemic and then uh, obviously like during it yeah i guess thank you for the question um yeah well i would say though quickly we, yeah. were, we were hitting our straps as a live band and started to book yeah um, big shows and all of those all, all of the major shows that we've had which would have been big audiences um you know festivals and things none of those have oh, a couple a couple have happened uh and at the moment for example we've just as of like two days ago lifted the uh, outdoor gathering limit to unlimited um before that they weren't allowed to happen and yeah. the, there was just we just had so many restrictions on us um yeah so, yeah so the last yeah. two years as as you alluded to the last two years have been pretty nil in terms of a vibe in terms of a, a, in the music scene in new zealand in terms of live um but yeah it's it's quite um disparate i mean it's a small country, right? Five million people, but then there's different cities. So we live in Auckland, which is the biggest city. It's about one and a half million. But then you got the Wellington scene, which is maybe three hundred thousand people, and there's a Christchurch, about three hundred thousand. Then there's Dunedin. So, so there's all these little micro scenes. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's. Um, I feel we are kind of a bit more outsiders in some ways because we've come at it at a different, you know, angle than like the traditional scene. Um, whereby lots of underground lots of underground smaller yeah. gigs like we we did a lot of that in our early 20s we were in like original uh, bands as well before mm. we did covers and um with varying degrees of success but you know mostly pretty we got established in, in an indie kind of scene um but yeah so so but the scene if i looked at it objectively i'd say that it's um there's a really good underground indie kind of scene mm. um very loyal and then there's a very big like then there's a pop scene like it's quite disparate where you've got you know um artists like lord or benny uh getting kind of major yeah major kind of uh pop 
attention. Yeah. Um, All the great work. So there's, um, you know, the, the production kind of clan that is Joel Little um, and uh, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, Dryden Street. You know, that there's, there's a kind of good camp of producers that are creating really good music. And, um, you know, obviously what, what Joel Little's done with Lord and then what he's carried on doing in his career. That I believe I mean, he's started uh, a studio down here in Auckland, so I feel like he's filtering through a, a heck of a lot of, of good things back into the into the Kiwi music scene here, which is, yep. you know, I think that if, if we're going to be ambitious and go out into the States, um, when we come back, we, you know, we hope to, uh, you know, bring, it, bring that kind of energy and connection uh, that we've made back into the scene as well, because it does, it's very hard for artists, like local artists, to get away, you know, the cost of getting away um, and the opportunities. Uh, we do have a good, there's a good backbone of support from the government. There's a, there's, you can apply for like government grants and things like that. Um, but yeah, to, to actually create international pathways and, uh, and things like that, that's that's what we've been forging just on our own, which is, um, yeah, it's we've been just learning along the way. But um, yeah, we, we hope we hope to uh, you know help help those pathways as we go for other bands. Where is your first stop? In the states, Los Angeles, LA. California, oh, uh, yes, Lala, yeah. So mm. that's where we'll be, yeah, recording um, album two, which is going to be so much fun. And we're using, we're taking the traditional Guns and Roses approach, which is utilizing the same uh, um, producer for your second album as your first. So who um, also produces? Yeah. <laughs> And, um, and luckily for accommodation, we're just staying with uh, Will Smith's auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> you know, the internet has had so many great memes uh, through the whole thing. That, that's that's been a, a, at least a, a positive out of the whole thing. My favorite was the Fresh Prince. Yes, that was, uh, that yep. was good. That's going to be good. Like this will be yeah to to get to a studio um, again and with with a, a very good friend now, Mike. I mean we've. Now we've now known known him for two years, um, you know. At some points, quite you know every you know daily communication. So, so to go in back into a studio and have that whole um, process from start to finish um, for us uh, with you know with him and it's going to be so good. It'd be yeah. amazing. Can't yeah. wait. It's so cool to hear you guys talk about you know you're you're ready you're going to write your second album and your first one's not even out yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been done that. probably for a while, right? But. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess yeah. with yeah. The, mo- the modern kind of like day and age, uh, once you know you get a bit of attention uh, on you, there's kind of an expectation to kind of feed the, the content beast. So we figured we'd yeah be on the front foot and not um, not have that second album pressure, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. we're, we're really proud of the, the bunch of songs that we've got together, um, and yeah, we're, we're hoping it's going to be even better than album one. So. How do you guys feel about having to constantly push out content? I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, um, probably younger than me, but um, you know, back in the day, you know, you would you would release an album, you'd have two or three singles from that, you'd have videos for it, and that would like kind of run yeah. for a length of time. Now it's every six weeks you got to put out a song and a video, and you're constantly have to be on your social media. Um, yeah, I personally don't like it because I'm not. I am like more probably similar in you and it's not my native thing to be glued to a screen and constantly addicted to how many people are um, like to my posts. But I think we've come to the realization that's just, that's how the industry is well, now. Is, yeah. That's what people want. Fans want to really know you. They want to engage with you at a much more granular 
level mm-hmm. than what say the artists of you know the 90s and the 2000s could where they like you said just put out three albums you might read about them in a in a in a rolling stone or something and then they were just kind of mysterious you know rock stars used to be kind of just cool and mysterious but now it's like you got to be like a kardashian it's like you're, you're on all the time people want to know everything about you and you yeah so it's different mm-hmm. um that's how i feel about personally but yeah, yeah but i think it's a necessary kind of evil but yeah if i had my way i would just play drums to a stadium of sixty thousand people every night they know all the songs um speaking of drums we, we touched on him earlier uh taylor hawkins um mm. was he an inspiration for you and, and all of you guys and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I met him when I was 17. We, we, my old band opened for them uh, when they were just playing like a town hall. It was the Color and Shape tour. And um, yeah, I was, I was actually kind of jealous of him, to be honest, because um, he was friends with Dave and I wanted to be friends with Dave when <laughs> I was a kid. But Dave came up to me after that show because we opened for them and he was like, hey man, nice drumming. And I was like, holy fuck like that was the first time i've ever been starstruck and only time and i i couldn't say anything i just i was like yeah yeah." but then i finally did say something and i was like you're the reason i play drums man and he was like okay dude i gotta go see you later i was like fanboying all over him so yeah didn't he tell you that he loved your symbols? He loved my symbols too. Yeah, sure. uh, I, I was kind of poor back then and just had a shitload of broken symbols, which I'd reuse. And uh, yeah, he thought that that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> yeah, what a but tragic yeah. loss. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, it's the, disgusting. The, yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, really tough because obviously that band means so much to, to so many people. And obviously, also just the actual the, the loss of life and the, the effects that that has immediately for his family and that, you know everyone that, that loves him, you know more than just fans or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty big moment, you know, for for everyone to take stock of what what it actually is also like to be um, in that scene as well. I think you know it's like. It's it can it can you, really fuck with people, you, right? You gotta you gotta wonder though, like there's gotta be some you gotta there's gotta be some issues. Like if you're you're in like one of the most successful rock bands in the world and you're touring with your buddies and like you've got some money, uh why is it that you need to have other things, you know, like drugs and alcohol sure. to, to enjoy yourself and that's that's sad that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um well, it's been happening, happening for years, forever, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, with rock especially. Yeah. And you never know what's going on with anyone unless you're them, and sometimes they don't even know what's going on, right? Yeah. So, but I think, you know, the thing for me, like, when I heard the news, I was just, I don't know, like, you know, you hear of a lot of artists that we know, don't know personally, but, you know, that they, they pass away, and it's like, oh, that sucks. But with this one, and I think you guys are probably all the same, like, it felt oh, like yeah. brother died or something like that. Like you just stopped and went, fuck. Mm. And days of just, mm. and you kind of go to yourself, hang on, I don't even, I, I never met this guy or you did, but mm. you know, like I didn't know him personally, but you, you almost feel like you had some kind of major mm. connection with the guy. Mm. And, um, mm. you know, and then you start, you know, sort of feeling for Dave as well. And that, you know, what he's been through in his life. So it's, yes, pretty traumatic, but, um, it yeah. was that I didn't I didn't cry like I cried when I heard, found out Kurt Cobain died like that was pretty emotional for me. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm glad you you, you mentioned like you didn't know him, but you still had you had that impact. And like I, I saw the Foo Fighters once, uh, unfortunately, just, just once. Um, they were top five favorite bands. Um, and but with him, with Taylor, uh, he was always smiling. Like he just always had that big smile on his face. So like for it, it he always just he felt like he was your buddy. Like you, you felt like yeah. you knew him. And it's just it's weird because. It happened. I was I was actually in Atlantic City. Uh, that was Friday night that it was reported, I believe. And um, you know, it happened, and like I was still like kind of bothered by it for like days later. And again, I don't know him, um, but like you said too, like you, you kind of feel for for Dave, like the chemistry that they had together on stage. I think I saw a performance that um, maybe happened a day or two before he passed, um, when they kind of hugged it out and. Taylor's like, I'd be, I'd be delivering pizzas if it wasn't for Dave Grohl. And um, yeah. they switched roles. Like Dave went to play the drums and Taylor came and sang. And um, it just seemed like they had that brothership. Um, and yeah. obviously you guys can appreciate that because you're in a band together and do a lot of things together. And it's just, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And I feel like, you know, the, the past few years, you know, we lost um, a guy from Lincoln Park, Chad Bennington, right? Yeah. Chester. Sorry. Um, you know, Chris Cornell, uh, just a lot of uh, big losses in the past, you know, handful of years. Yep. Yep. Well, death, death is a thing. Mm. It's going to happen to all of us at one point uh, in time. And I guess we don't know when that is. No, you just got to make it, make the most of every day and don't sweat the small stuff. You know, just if you were to pop off tomorrow, make sure today's you know, one of the biggest days of your life. Right. It's sad how you kind of don't realize that or think about it until you get older and you're on that yeah. uh, other side. Like I'm almost 40. So I, I just recently, uh, I keep thinking about I'm almost 40 and I say, you know, let's say I lived till I'm 80. So my, my life's like, that, that's good. Right. Hopefully longer, but let's just say 80. So my life's halfway over. Right. And then how many of those 40 years are going to be good years in that you know, there's no hip replacements or no, you know, knee, knee, no knee blowouts and things like that. Like how many of those are good years? What, 15, 20? Like it's kind of scary to think about. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the thing you can get bogged down thinking about heaps of stuff like that. But, you know, I've just kind of taught myself to kind of just think about today. Obviously, you know, plan tomorrow, but because <laughs> You, you don't want to miss a meeting or something, but you know, enjoy today. You should yeah. put that on a, a wall, like a, a my live doc. I'm, I'm kind of like I, I enjoy the week, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. But make the most of the put your picture today, plan the week, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I've been meditating to aliens, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as scared of death. No, I don't think I, I believe that we are eternal beings of light, and this is just a flesh suit that we use for. <laughs> 80 to 100 years, however long you want to be in it. And then our bodies decompose, but there's an awareness. You can definitely strengthen your relationship with the cosmos, with the, with the universe. Kind of, you can strengthen that as a human, like you can channel it a whole lot yeah. while you're here, and then yeah. you'll be like, Get used oh, to it. sweet, well, when death comes, I've got all these friends up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. People do that in various ways. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, you know, and that's why religion is a good thing for some people, because it gives them a sense of... Um, removes that fear of death you know it's kind of like oh yeah i'm gonna go do something else you know um <clears throat> if someone has something to believe in then 
maybe that can um, just help them through a tough time. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's cool how people can kind of latch on to things like that. I used to be religious. Um, my dad passed away when I was 22, and I kind of had like a whole like thing with God and uh, you know why me type thing. And you know, if, you know, it's just I lost a lot of people with like a, a year span. I'm kind of like, you know what? Maybe I need a break from this whole yeah. religion thing. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. It's a, yeah, there's so many different types of religion, isn't there? There's so yep. many different people involved so it's it's hard to paint it with a broad brush but uh but yeah sometimes yeah bad things happen in life but then sometimes good things happen so yeah kind of makes sense of the chaos and i like to think that you are in control of it um by you know by your thoughts and feelings and being conscious of what uh you want to have happen manifest and 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 try and uh focus on on the outcomes that you want um, by imagining shit in your head before it's happened. Yeah. And, and that served me well for um, pretty much everything. If I look at all the key successes or things in my life that I've wanted to achieve that I really had a bit of faith in, you know, um, it was all done in the imagination first. Yeah. It's kind of like securing Mike Clank. Mm. You know, we, we, we'd only just started writing. We kind of had a bunch of songs and, you know, for a brand new band, you know. We did a little group meditation just, on the yeah, boat, didn't we say? We just believed we could. We, got them. we believed we could do it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it just worked out. Yeah. Now, if someone never heard of a Capital Theater, um, and you had to describe yourselves as like, you know, what kind of band you were, what kind of music it was, what would you, what would you say? I'd say like Nirvana was like having sick killers, Whilst the Eagles were kind of playing guitar in the corner, while Tom Petty was peeping in. <laughs> Don, Don Henley's writing. Have you been asked that before? Yeah. <laughs> and I've said that answer <laughs> yeah. pretty much before. Scripted, yeah. scripted. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, like, yeah, in terms of a genre, like, you know, we're, we're obviously alternative rock. Um, the album spans across quite a number of different, you know, rock genres, but... um. Essentially, it's, yeah, it's, it's, this is going to be a bit confusing, but it's kind of classic, modern, melodic, alternative rock with a flavor of Adam Stevenson. Yep. I like yeah. that. And sushi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we hope that eventually, you know, in the very short distance in the, in the future, people uh, will. Go, oh, that sounds like Capital Theatre. Yeah. yeah. I think when we can Capital Theatre sound like this, this, and this, and this. Because we've been deprived of live shows and executing the full the full noise of what, you know, our vision for Capital Theatre is that it is embellished. It's, 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 you're using the mechanisms of rock music to, to create a, a really interesting live show. And, you know, there's, so there's, no, there's no better format of music, I, I don't think, where you can get that transfer across with guys on stage and with the embellishments that we want to bring into our live set um we want to make it we want to make it like a rock circus you know we want to have people really feel the capital theater vibe stadium rock yeah so it's good but it's fun it's all it's we've got a fun energy about us it's not we're not a serious like look at us kind of absorb the music and and be serious about it there's there is a there's a quite a kind of fun you know 
fun element to it. You know, I guess that's what you know about the Foo Fighters as well. You know, you knew that fucking Taylor Hawkins was having so much fucking fun playing those songs. He just, he just exuded it, you know, and that's, that's a great energy to, to broadcast out to, to the world. And, and being extremely genuine, you know, like writing music you love rather than writing music that you think you have to write mm. to be successful or whatever. And, and, you know, you can see that in an artist when they're performing mm. on stage, whether they're passionate about their music or not. And that's often the make or break between a successful, especially rock music, you know, or not. I mean, I'm a nobody, uh, but I think you guys have a bright future. Thank you. Um, you're not a You're not a, definitely not a nobody. You're, <laughs> you're a guy with a successful podcast and a sick ass brick wall behind yeah. you. Uh, yes, yes, my my home bar. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've got a home bar. What, what are the? Oh, um, not everyone has what are the trophies bar. for? Trophies. So yes, thank you for asking. Uh, That's cool. Uh, I have a couple trophies. I used to have a, a radio show. Um, so I, I, I won a few awards for best radio personality. Um, oh, now, yeah. I mean, w- w- when those were voted on, you know, by your peers and by, you know, the local band and artist scene, like I was doing a, a show like once a week for an hour, you know, I wasn't one of those guys doing the, the, the drive time, you know, to work or from, you know, to, you know, home or whatever. Um, but I was never that like zany like DJ either, you know. I wasn't like, like okay, coming up next is Capital Theater with uh, you know their new song, you know, whatever. I wasn't that guy. I, I I was very much you know what we are doing right here right now. Just kind of genuine people kind of understood that like what I was doing, which I didn't get paid for by the way. I was doing it as like a side thing. I was my my primary job was sales, so I wasn't getting paid to do it, but. I'm just passionate about music and I love music. I can't play music, but I, I really appreciate those who can. And I always want to be supportive and, and kind of have a platform to elevate them or just, you know, shout from the rooftops about them. So people just kind of knew that they, they, the genuine nature mm. came out very, very well. And so I think the awards came from, from that, not because I'm a, a good radio DJ. And then, um, as an extension of the radio show, I had a podcast where I, I wanted to, you, know, you can do an interview on the radio where it's the two minute, like, you know, how'd you get your name? Okay. You have a new album coming out. What's it called? And those, those generic bullshit questions. Right. But I wanted to create a space where, you know, we can get to know the artists, like, you know, how they grew up and, you know, how they got to where they are and what their dreams and aspirations are. So I had a podcast as an extension of that. So one of the awards is for, um, the podcast and actually one of them is also for this podcast it was like the um the um music press of the year award so, congratulations nice. yeah what yeah. i love about people like you that are genuinely you know fans of music have an appreciation of it um they are the people that tick tick it along you know and and well if i think about people that get involved in the music industry some people are there maybe for the for their own ego's sake or something like that, but you can really tell the, the genuine music fans apart from the people that are just there to fuck, and I don't know what the fuck they're there for, but they like the, they like the idea of the commodity of music and the things, the excitement that that surrounds, but they're not. Celebrity. They're sometimes not yeah. fucking, they're not genuine music fans. And um, yeah, we, we were lucky enough to work with some pretty, pretty genuine music fans in our team, and you can just tell, they just, they love, Again, they, they've, they've appreciated the, the music that we've created, but also you know that they're just genuinely, they, they, they like 
they like music, they celebrate music, and they've got to, you know, because that's where people they move forward nicely with 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 the industry when they're passionate about about music. Yeah, my, it's my, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Do you that. have any uh, any radio awards? Oh, I do actually. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <Different story. laughs> are there any shows that you guys played whether it was with a band or just a show in general that like kind of really sticks out to you and you say to yourself like that was like i want more of that every single time well we took acid this one time we all went to see you <laughs> watch you we all went to watch you too no gigs we've played oh, i thought it was just general gigs well, yes, what you were playing that that's that's yeah. the thing <clears throat> We were so out of our minds it that was, it was an we were swear that like, like, like Bono was like Adam, Paul. <laughs> I was like, looked at each other and we're like, yeah, yeah, like, pretty cool, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, it's like yeah, welcome. Wonder when you're gonna be here. Like, oh, when, when, when was he? When did he turn Scottish? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Was some, no, we 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 had, a good, we had a good a good gig on New Year's Eve. This past few years, that was before we had gone to more lockdowns and crap. Um, yeah, that was good because we had um, we had a lot of friends and family on stage with us, like dressing up as like clowns and like throwing out beach balls because it's summer here and our New Year's. Beach so it was, vibe, yeah. it was just such a party kind of circus. Yeah, um, it felt like Capital Theatre. Yeah, one point zero. Yeah, yeah. it's completely different than most other acts you would have seen that night or anywhere around. So. It's nice to be a little bit different, and it got us in a great vibe. Yeah, great crowd, great, great times. Yeah, but yeah. looking forward to many more, and hopefully some in Pennsylvania in the not too distant future yeah. too. Yeah, come on, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got some connections to some local venues. I don't know how I don't know the show uh, size you're used to, but I can definitely. Uh, awesome. Hey, we'll play anywhere. We just love playing music. Yeah. Give us ten people, we'll be happy. I got some. I got you know what. If you want to hook me, hook up with me on uh, social media or whatever. Um, there's okay. definitely places to play around here. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's do it. But let's say, let's say you guys like Capital Theater ceases to exist tomorrow. Uh-huh. What do you guys do? Like, do you guys have like, is this your full time gig now, and you're focused 100 percent on this, or do you guys like have uh, you know, daytime stuff, or like, do you have other passions you would pursue if Capital Theater was not a thing? Um. I guess I guess we're fortunate that um, we started like businesses like when we were doing cover bands we were we, we started like um, property businesses and so um, that's enabled us to basically for the last two years and the next few years just make capital theater a thing so that's sweet we're full yeah. time on the music yes yeah. so we're doing this full time now yeah, yeah. And, have, and it's funny yeah like because you know, like 40 hours or whatever it is a week, probably more net without gigs and stuff at the moment, but it still doesn't feel like enough time. So you like, you know, for, for many artists that are working day jobs and then trying to do the band thing outside of that, it's um, pretty intense. Yeah, because we're our own label as well. We're kind of doing everything ourselves on mm-hmm. an, an indie way, but, um, but you know, at scale. So it's kind of like we're kind of running a a record company kind of as well as being an artist so it We're takes like, up a lot of time let's, let's sign this band <laughs> <laughs> oh great guys. capital theater right? yeah. yeah well yeah that's that's the way of looking at it we it's, might fire them though eh? we'll just have to have a look <laughs> man guys don't get their streaming numbers up they're, yeah, gonna drop they're out they're out um so look we're, we're pretty lucky but yeah if um 
for for one one other reason, uh, one of the boys was like, actually, you know what? I just want to go retire and dig holes on a farm or something. Um, I guess it would be pretty sad. Um, but yeah, we we would have other things to do. I would probably it's, I'd probably just start a yeah. different project. The thing is, it's music filling project. holes, <laughs> filling holes. <laughs> <in the gaps. laughs> I'd go around like filling them up yeah, yeah. after the other. <laughs> I'll but it's, it's such a um, it's such a fun um, kind of journey, and and we've been on it for so long already, um, you know, together, and and we're just we're just starting to make really good inroads, and and it's just um, you know, yeah, Paul said it earlier, you know, you do you do only live once, you got to if if you think about what you can do on earth, and if you've got the chance to actually yeah communicate some good music to people, and, and what we're seeing now is the the reciprocation we're starting to get so much feedback from audiences like all around the world people just coming in and genuinely just letting us know that they like the music and so there's you know there's a whole world out there where we can actually go and connect with these people and we can you know i just think there'd be nothing better than you know um going out and yeah playing having a conversation with you know 10 20 30 40 50 000 people and, and and enjoying that that space of music and time together, you know. Cool. Have you ever tried talking to fifty thousand people at once? No. Well, what you do. The key thing is you get a big, big fucking sound system. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and don't Usually, give, and don't give each one of those fifty thousand people a, a microphone yeah. because that could be really yeah. chaotic. Yeah. yeah. What's the limit on a Zoom call? We could probably invite them all in, right? Yeah. Fifty thousand. Wonder what is the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the limit is. I, I pay for the, the the monthly fee, so I get to hopefully have more than that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, seriously, though, if you're ever in the states and you're ever in Scranton or around Scranton, Pennsylvania, and you're not playing a show, uh, I would encourage you to swing by. I work at a screen print shop. Um, it's like a punk rock uh, vibe and stuff like that. So, at least swing by for a visit. Awesome. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Don't Very don't cool. don't lie to me though. I mean, if you could just formalize the contract, we'll, we'll have our people look over Grand PA, resume right past. Yeah. Yeah, 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 cool. Um, it's locked in, I guess. So, so, so yeah. one time visits to the yeah. punk, punk rock yep. screen printing. Axel Rad screen printing, yes. Right. Yeah. That sounds cool. Cool. We can put that in our schedule. Yeah, put that on your, put that on the books. Itinerary. No, seriously, man. Like, we will definitely, you know. Well, we're going. Yeah. So we're we going to remember be, you. I was just checking the geographics, but we're going to be in um, Cleveland for a showcase in uh, <clears throat> late June. Then we're going across to. Um, we're going somewhere in uh, Columbus. Columbus. Yep. Okay. So then we then we are actually needing to go across to. Uh, where are we going? You know, the United States. Oh, they were going up. We're going the United States country. of America is a very big landmass to what we're used to. So, um, yeah. it really is, yeah. 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 And New Zealand is a part where you can drive across coast to coast in less than an hour. Mm. There's the skinny part of the island. Where's Chicago yeah. done? It's just. Well, yeah, you got to head to like across, you know, go from Ohio and then travel like Pat through Pittsburgh, make some stops mm -hmm. there. You keep going. You'll have to stop at Scranton. You're going to go to Philly, New York, all the good mm. places. I mean, Scranton is the home of the office. All right. The, the American version, not the British version. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. We could, we could fly. Yeah. It might be quicker. 
Yeah. Well, you can run. I mean, you can run. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you screen. What kind of things do you screen print? Like, yeah, like yeah, anything. Yeah, t-shirts, hoodies, Sweet. all you know, anything you can you know. I need to get some custom stuff made. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't personally screen print, but uh, I could definitely. We'll, we'll bring you in. We'll do a custom oh. shirt for you guys. Oh my god! Send you off on your way. You can sell them for lots of money. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Thank you. Sweet. How can it stop? Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it, I don't want to keep you guys much longer. It's been almost an hour now. I know you're very busy. You probably have better things to do than talk to me. So, uh, I just want to say thank you again. Um, I hope to see, you know, Capitol Theater in the the big lights, the bright lights, as they say. Right. Thanks, man. Like, yeah, yeah, as long as I'm, as long as I can see the logo and see us, you know, I think that's important. Um, if you're doing a show and whatever, yeah. we'd like some lighting to so just have some of our key key just, uh, requirements. You know, PA as we talked about, lights, lights, uh, and and just you know, audience, audience, audience. audience. I, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I got places you can play. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell you the 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 fee of the 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 pay would be great, but let's let's talk about it. <laughs> it's all about the experience man yeah yeah well you guys need to get paid too so well guys best of luck this year i'm looking forward to the full album coming out you said june 24th got it which is a hero's journey correct got yep. it that's the one yep. capital yep. theater i'm assuming it'll be on all the streaming services we have like hard copies with you to when you're traveling through and uh, yep there's going to be a limited run of uh like 300 um blue vinyl uh so if you'd like one of those let us know your address and I'll, we'll send you one. Um, but apart wow. from that, it's just going to be all on the DSPs. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you again so much. I'm really, really happy to talk to you guys. Uh, I'm excited for the album, like I said. And um, it means a lot to me that you took the time out of your day to, to, to hang out with me. Oh, no we really appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. for your time. I'll, when, this, when this goes up, I think it'll probably be maybe next week. Uh, of course, I'll tag you guys and I'll shoot you a DM or whatever, let you know it's it's out and in the universe. And my five listeners will hopefully uh, subscribe to your pages as well. <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Keep, awesome. it, keep it up. Right, so take care. Thanks to you. Cheers. Have a good one.